Thank you for tuning in to Hope Daily and the latest in our Advent series, The Cast of Christmas. Throughout this series, we will be looking at different uh, characters in the Christmas story. And we'll be looking specifically at what it looked like for them to wait for that first Christmas. Today, we are taking a look at Elizabeth and Zechariah, the mother and father of John the Baptist. They aren't depicted as being present at the birth of Jesus, and if you have a nativity at home, you don't have an Elizabeth and a Zechariah, I'm sure. But the story of Elizabeth's conception begins the book of Luke, and outside of Mary, Elizabeth is the first to know that Mary has conceived of the Holy Spirit. You can read the story of Elizabeth and Zechariah in Luke chapter 1, specifically verses 5 to 25, 39 to 45, and 57 through 80. We won't read those verses here. We'll just highlight bits of their story, and you can read it in full later. As we are introduced to Zechariah, we see that he is a priest, and his wife Elizabeth is also from the line of Aaron. So right from the jump, we have two people who come from the priestly line of Israel. They would be especially aware of this promised Messiah. We also see that they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and both were advanced in age. This certainly triggers the memory back to stories of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebekah, two of the patriarchs of the Jewish faith who were also advanced in age before eventually conceiving. Two stories about faithfulness in the midst of delayed promises of God. And that's where Elizabeth and Zechariah find themselves. Similarly, waiting in the midst of a delayed promise of a coming Messiah. We see Elizabeth and Zechariah waiting and longing, something that they are familiar with. Culturally, they are part of a people who have been waiting for their Messiah for thousands of years, intimately familiar with that wait coming from priestly families. Personally, they were familiar with the longing for their children of their own. Who knows when in their life they accepted that they wouldn't have children, but we see when Gabriel, the angel, shows up to Zechariah that he doubts the word of the Lord. He says, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And for this he is stricken mute until the birth of his son. At some point, their hope for children for themselves had waned. Perhaps it was gone altogether, or at most just a faint glimmer. Zechariah found out this news as he had been randomly drawn to offer the sacrifice of incense and entered into the Holy of Holies. At this time in Israel's history, there were roughly 18,000 priests belonging to 24 different divisions. Each division would serve twice a year in the temple. About 50 priests from each division were on duty at any given time. As we see, they would cast lots to see who would prepare and present the incense so that they knew it was God's choice and not their own. Today was Zechariah's day. The odds that this would happen to Zechariah were infinitely small, but God had a plan. There's no way that Zechariah would have known this was going to happen. He couldn't have planned to be the one to visit Gabriel even if he had known. This was all God's doing. All that Zechariah was doing was being faithful to the calling that God had before him. And it's in the middle of his faithfulness that Zechariah heard from the Lord. Gabriel tells Zechariah that his son will be the forerunner of the coming Messiah. Gabriel tells him that his son will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. This sign would not have been missed by a priest. 
It had been some 400 years since God had last spoken to his people, and among those last words spoken were through a prophet, Malachi. And in Malachi 4.5, we read, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great dreadful day of the Lord. We are told that Elizabeth and Zechariah lived honorably before the Lord. In the midst of the difficult circumstances, they were still under Roman oppression. They personally did not have children to whom they could leave a legacy. Yet, they lived honorably. They lived faithfully. They lived waiting. For Zechariah and Elizabeth, waiting looked like faithfulness. As they waited for the coming Messiah, they had no idea their son, they had no idea they would have a son, that their son would play such a pivotal role in the Messiah's coming. They simply knew they were to remain faithful in the everyday tasks that were before them. Zechariah's response is one of doubt. As one commentator puts it, he believed his age over God's promises. How can I know these things, he says, for I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. For you, in the midst of your difficult circumstances, perhaps you have lost a job or your job has been in some or many ways complicated by the COVID-19 pandemic. Perhaps relationships have been put under strain, if not broken, during all of this. Perhaps you have been separated from loved ones for longer than you would have wanted. Your plans have been frustrated. Your hopes have all but disappeared. Can you, like Zechariah and Elizabeth, continue to practice faithfulness? I'm sure that they wanted to be faithful parents, but that isn't where God had them. So they chose to be faithful where they were. Where does God have you? How can you be faithful there? When you hear God's promises, do you take them with joy or do you want to work out the details like Zechariah? But how can this work out for my good? What about my bank account? What about my job? What about this broken relationship? What about, what about, what about? This Advent season, ask God to open your eyes to where he has you. It may not be your ideal, but it is an opportunity to be faithful. Ask God to show you the promises you have long let go of, and may he breathe new life into them. Ask God to give you faith to trust that his promises are good and true. And may you wait faithfully.